Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy Podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. Today I'm speaking to Peter Barron, an Irish Dubai-based trainer who has just launched a real-world version of his online fitness concept, StarCore, located at the Alley DXB. Peter talks all about his fitness philosophy. It's a marathon, not a sprint, as well as the importance of our core, the addition of walking to regular workouts and how that can really boost your fitness level and weight loss, how COVID impacted his personal fitness and health and how he handled it and much more. Okay, so hello, how are you? I'm very, very good now, and yourself? I am very well as well. <laughs> um, good. Uh, okay, so first of all, I wanna talk about the fact that you have, you're opening your own fitness concept gym. Can you explain to us what exactly you're doing with StarCore? Sure. Yes, so basically StarCore is um, our online training and nutrition platform. Uh, myself, my girlfriend, I started it back during lockdown, obviously when nobody could train, um, everyone was stuck at home. So I decided, and it's something I wanted to do for years, but it took this step just to push me um, a little bit harder to get it launched. So initially it was just online training and meal plans, very specific to each individual, tailored to their needs. Um, and then what I started to realize was that started to go really well. The online side of things was doing well. But then there, in Dubai, on the ground, it seemed like there was a demand for um, an actual physical location. So a friend of mine um, who's a local here, uh, his name is Khalifa, he had a concept called the Alley, um, which was basically, and I don't know if you know, but there was a big um, kind of craze happening and is still happening with paddle tennis. Mm-hmm. So he had kind of a glow-in-the-dark concept which hosted paddle. Um, now, the, the actual venue has something very unique in the sense that it is glow-in-the-dark. So when we were speaking, we were like, wouldn't it be perfect to collaborate and then create a fitness concept and then add in that element of darkness with the, the glow? So it's like you can work out and what people have said as just as feedback already is it's nice to kind of get into your own zone. You're not worried about the person beside you looking at what you're doing and you can just focus on the exercise and kind of get in a, in your own space, you know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of what brought the idea on. So it's actually their facility. Um, and then we just launched the, the fitness concept in there. Okay. So you have fitness classes that you can attend. Your fitness yeah, so and as well with the fitness classes, the idea was that we wanted something because for me, I like to train with a, uh, an element of strength, but I like everything to kind of focus on my core. Um, and that's for the simple reason of injury prevention. And as you get older, if you have a strong core, it prevents you from um, certain diseases, like anything that could happen that could 
uh, like debilitate you basically. <laughs> or you can't walk or you have uh, bad hips um, and stuff like that. So I think your core strength is number one. So that's why we built this class with that in mind. Um, so there is an element of strength in every session with a core focus and then you have that high intensity as well. Um, and obviously, because we have the online platform, we can provide nutrition um, for every everyone that comes to the classes and we can provide training plans that they can do outside of the one hour with us, let's say, and we can track all their progress in terms of their measurements, body fat percentage and all that. So it kind of gives us a 360 approach to fitness. Okay. Do you think people are, so people are still sort of ignoring their core, would you say? I wouldn't say that people are ignoring it because obviously when you do strength training, by default, you're working your core. If you have heavy weight on your back doing a squat, your core is what's stabilizing you and is actually working. Whereas a lot of people don't know that because you feel it on your legs mainly. But I think now what's happened is because of the way the fitness industry is, there's a lot of noise, let's say, online. Um in terms of training styles and if you want to lose weight and get fit you have to do this super high intensity body weight workout that for me it works and some people enjoy it but it's not the best most efficient way to build a strong core you know so we want to kind of get rid of the noise have that focus on strength training because that is the fundamental that's what's going to build that core strength and then still have that element of high intensity and ab or core specific training aside that. Okay. I'm glad you brought up the noise because I know just even covering this space, it's really hard to just cut through it. So what's, what bothers you the most um, about what you're seeing? Um, I think online, it's very easy for somebody that has, the thing is the number one problem I think in the fitness industry is what's considered fit right? So nowadays, fit is six-pack, washboard abs, the perfect shoulders, uh, a big booty. Uh, and this is so far from the truth. And a good example is, um, I don't know if you follow boxing, but the world heavyweight champion uh, at the moment in boxing, um, Tyson Fury, he, if you looked at him and had a picture, you would say that he's not necessarily fit because he doesn't have a six pack um and the, the the shape you would presume would be for a high performing athlete but he's the pinnacle kind of 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 fitness you know what i mean so it's it fitness isn't an image so i think now people use an image to create the concept of fitness and people will buy into that so if i have the six pack abs or the bum big bum that everyone thinks they want then I can sell anything on the back of that. So I can say you can take a certain pill or you can um, do a certain exercise and that's going to get you those results. But that's not necessarily true. But because the knowledge out there might not necessarily be um, as strong as it should be, people just buy straight into these programs. Okay. And are you saying that you can do all the right things and be fit and not have that image? Um, I think that in, like to get to that level is a lot more difficult than what people, what's perceived in the fitness industry. I think for a lot of people, like let's say someone now that's a beginner, 
they see someone, a trainer that has a six pack or whatever. They're like, I want that. And the trainer says, let's work for six months and you'll get it. Now, for someone that's never trained before, it's going to take six months or three to four months to build the fundamentals in terms of your form, your technique, your eating habits. Like it's so much more than what you do in the gym. You know, you need to build a new lifestyle. Like someone that's not necessarily conditioned for the gym or that's out of shape or overweight, it's not because they didn't go to the gym all their life. It's because they've got a bad, uh, their habits, their daily habits are not right. So it's like you need to start with your day-to-day habits, your your nutrition, get all these things right, and then the rest will happen. But for people to get to that level of, of fitness, should we say, it is... It's, it's, a, it's a lifetime commitment. You know, you can't just do it in three to four months and maintain it. It's a commitment that you have to change your lifestyle indefinitely. Okay. And just because someone is showing that doesn't mean that they can, they actually know the right way to get there or they can. And again, there's some that do, but I know some people in the fitness industry who are maybe themselves slightly overweight, but are some of the most knowledgeable people I know. So the, the message now is kind of like, would you trust a coach that isn't necessarily fit because he doesn't have a six pack? And some people would say, yes, I'd say absolutely not. Because you look at a lot of football coaches, they might never have played football, but they know how to coach a team. They know how to get results. And that's where the misconception is now. Everyone you see, there's every day, there's a new, new 10 fitness trainers in Dubai. And not saying they're not good, what I'm saying is just because you have a certification doesn't mean you're the best qualified person for the job or because you have a six pack mean that you're the best qualified person for the job. So I think, yeah, I think the noise is numbers on social media and an image on social media. And I think if you can read past that, you might be able to find the right person. And for you, that might not necessarily be right in front of your eyes. You might have to search a bit deeper to find it. One thing I've, become slightly concerned about covering like editing live healthy and covering the industry more is that there is a proportion and I don't know the the numbers of fitness professionals and people on social media who are actually sort of in a disordered place when it comes to eating and fitness do you know what I'm talking about yeah like I think what you're like what you're saying is like for example the extremes um so and again this is down to so like I know some people who are in amazing physical shape. Are they healthy? Probably not. The um, stress they put their bodies under to get to these low levels of body fat percentages, it's just not normal. And then when you're at that level, anything above it. So if you get the 7% body fat on an extreme diet, extreme training regime, and let's say you slip up and you go back to 8 or 9%, now mentally you feel like you're out of shape, but you're not, you know? So I think that connection to the extreme levels of training, and this is, again, people that are promised short-term results, even if they reach that short-term goal and they slip back a bit, they feel like a failure, you know? So it's that kind of um, association with fitness, again, that's the problem. Fitness isn't a six-week or a a 12-week thing, and it should never be promoted as that. Fitness is a lifestyle, you know, and again, some people, they are in amazing shape and they're extremely healthy, but that's their lifestyle. They wake up at five, six in the morning. They prepare their meals. 
they don't drink alcohol, they go to bed early, their daily habits match the results that they have because they've worked hard and they can maintain that for whatever reason because that's their lifestyle. But trying to replicate that for someone that doesn't have that lifestyle, it's not really possible, you know? Do you just mentioned alcohol and I have always a debate, my brother and I, we like people must not drink if they're in this, you know, because we we know when we stop drinking that we get in much better shape. So what, where does alcohol fit in? Because so many people drink recreationally. Exactly. I think alcohol, it's, it's a tricky one because again, it's down to your lifestyle. Are you someone that enjoys to have a couple of drinks two or three times a week? If you are, then you have to tailor your expectations and your goals to your lifestyle. So it's like, you have to kind of have like, okay, if you want extreme results, you have to do something that everybody else isn't doing. So if you want to get to a low level of body fat and still be healthy and maintain it, you're not going to get that by drinking three or four times a week and eating burgers and all the time. And that's why people don't walk around at that level of fitness because it's not easy to achieve. So what I would say to most people is because most people just want to be healthy. You know, they just want to have a healthy body, feel comfortable in their clothes. And you can definitely, definitely achieve that while still having, you know, um, alcohol in moderation. Okay. But you have to align it to your goals. You can't expect to get to a certain level and not give that same level of commitment. So it's, I think it's down to person to person. Uh, how honest are people with you about the what they do when they're not with you? <laughs> this is the trickiest thing. And it's funny. And it's like uh, what I always tell people, it's like if I'm coaching somebody, I tell them that if you're going to pay me to be with you for four days a week for four hours, this is the least and most important time you will have in the week. Yes, we will work on building strength and all that. But if you don't do the right thing on the other 23 hours of those days and 24 hours the other days, what we will do will almost be a waste of time. <laughs> and money. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. And people, I think, I don't know if you've been on um, like a specific training plan and you almost like to yourself sometimes. You say to yourself, mm-hmm. I'll have, and it, 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 what, I, what I try to do is I try to tell people It's not like having one piece of chocolate is not going to throw you off track. Having a burger is not going to throw you off track. But what it is, is is if you can say to yourself um, more times than not that you've ticked the box to do the right thing, then you win. But if you've had a burger and you're like, it doesn't affect it. And then an hour later, you're having a piece of chocolate. If there's more red X's than green ticks, then you're in trouble. So it's that balance. Again, you want 80% of the time to be doing the right thing. And then you can have that 20% to play around with. What's your advice for, you know, for people who just have to start and it just seems like such a long road and you're overweight and you're unhealthy and maybe you've been fit before, maybe you haven't. Where do people start? Like from down here when they're every, when all their habits are bad, what do you do with those people? I think the best thing to do with that is and the, the worst thing and what most people do is they try to jump in to everything. They try to get the food, the training, all in one. And then they end up overwhelmed. And if the weight then is going down, they feel good. The minute the weight goes up by two pounds, that's it. I failed and they fall off track. I think the best thing to do is to start really small. Um, aim 
Aim big, as in set yourself a goal down the line that you want to lose X amount of weight and then forget about it. Now you break it down into weekly and daily goals. And like I said to you before, it's about green ticks. If you can win more times in the day, it can be the smallest thing. It's like brushing your teeth. You do it automatically in the morning. It's, it's simple. So if you can get a win in like that every day with your fitness journey, whether it's getting up in the morning, drinking your, your water, um, taking your multivitamin, your fish oils, having a healthy breakfast, these are all green ticks. And if you can start creating these small habits, the big results come. But I think, again, it's just down to not overwhelming yourself, trying to follow a strict diet. Just try and do small things to get yourself started. You know, don't try a six day a week in the gym. Start with, if you're extremely overweight, two to three days a week, 20 to 30 minutes out for a walk, depending on your lifestyle. If you're someone that's very inactive, that's going to bring you results straight away. And then all you have to do is increase that activity and intensity weekly. And over time, you're going to win. And again, there's no race. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Walking is really underrated still, even though there's so many studies that show how good it is for you. It just seems like people forget it. Like they just, I, I go to F45 and normally, and I, I just see people come in and they're going, hitting it. And I think this must be so hard. Like, what about a walk? What about walking? <laughs> Honestly, like I've seen so many times where people are, and especially in Dubai, they're training really hard four times a week. And then you speak to them and they're not getting the results they want. And I'm like, but what do you do outside of those training days or sessions? And they work nine to five jobs where they're in front of a, a desk or a computer. They go for their one hour workout and they go back to the couch and mm. do nothing. They're probably, because in Dubai, I, I, I think Abu Dhabi is the same. If you're not conscious of the amount of steps you're doing in a day, you can be sure you might be hitting the maximum of three, 4,000 steps. Mm -hmm. Now, that's considered, even with four workouts a week, very low activity, you know? And at the end of the day, it's all an equation, it's science. You know, if you burn more calories in a day, if you're in a deficit and you wanna lose weight, you have to burn more calories daily than what you put in. Yeah. So to be healthy, you don't wanna restrict your calories so low that you have no energy and you're not able to get the right nutrients to maintain um, a decent energy level. All you have to do is adjust the amount of activity in terms of adding in an extra walk, two walks a week. And that can be the difference to start seeing the shift. Ah, okay. So on top of the workouts. Now, and the thing is, yeah, I think, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think the workout, people forget workout isn't to burn calories. Your workout is specifically to build strength so that when you to build strength and to tone the muscle that's already there so that when you do lose the weight you have that shape and definition that you want if you go to the gym with the intention of this is where i'm going to burn calories and this is where i'm going to lose weight with that mentality i think you are on a losing path very quick okay okay and that you can actually still be a sedentary person if you're working out three or four times a week you can still be sedentary oh. That's really, you can. You really yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've done that myself because I have a sedentary job and I work long, long hours and I'll think, well, I worked out four times this week. Like, why do I feel this way? Right. And exactly. yeah, one of my goals this year when I get back to Dubai is to just go for a walk. Like, yeah. it feels like it's not, there's no point when you're working to just go for a walk for 10 minutes. But I think there is. I think, first of all, for your mental health and for, for that alone, 
getting out to go for a 30 minute walk in the day where you listen to a podcast or take time for yourself where you're not on your phone yeah. and you're not distracted by a computer. Even if it's in the middle of your working day, just get out, stretch out your body, let your mind relax a bit, treat it like almost like a meditation. This will go leaps and bounds without even thinking about the fitness aspect, aspect of it. Okay. Um, so how, how do you see the post-pandemic, what the fitness landscape is like in Dubai? How has it changed, do you think? Um, I think it seems to me like the gyms, everything is still busy. Um, but I think people's mentality now is that fitness is a lot more important. Um, I think before, because at home during lockdown, like a lot of people that I know were, were doing like workouts just to pass time. And I think now with everybody getting sick and immune systems being down more so than normal, and everybody knows someone and probably a whole family that's caught COVID. So it's like, okay, you have to get on with things. We need to go out into the public. We need to fight it. But what gives me the best chance? Mm-hmm. And whether it's the vaccines, all that is a different topic. What you can do yourself is you can build your immune system. You can build your strength, your cardiovascular strength, everything to give yourself the best fighting chance that if you do catch it, the symptoms are going to be mild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that with people when they get it, when they're fit people, it's, it's sort of very mild for them? Well, I'm not a good example. Like I I honestly, when I got it in two times, like literally when it came out in September, when it came um, out, I use use the whoop. I don't know if you heard of it, Yes. but it's basically like a fitness tracker that um, it monitors your, like your heart rate, your heart rate variability, your respiratory rate. So when I caught it, my respiratory rate really dropped. And when that drops, it means something is going on in your body that's not good. And then I got extremely sick. And in my mind, I was at the highest fitness level that I could have been at. So, and I I got really, really sick. So I kind of wondered, you know, what more I could have done. But then I think when it comes to nutrition and supplementation, I probably wasn't doing the right things to maximize or minimize, sorry, the, um, the side effects of the, the virus. Um, so the second time I got it, it was a lot milder. And obviously I had kind of um, really focused in on nutrition, supplementation. Um, and I think like for me, I, I needed like B12, vitamin D, things like this that I wasn't supplementing with on their own. So I think this played a big part in reducing the and again, I don't know because scientifically, I don't know what's out there yeah. to reduce the side effects, but I'm sure being fit and healthy is definitely not going to be a negative thing. Exactly. <laughs> did you have any long-term uh, holdover from COVID? And did you do anything if you did? I did. I actually, so um, again, without going too technical on it, but I track everything on my on my whoop and my heart rate variability, which is the millisecond between each heartbeat, used to be very high. It used to be up in the hundreds. And for six or seven months after COVID, it was really, really like below 100. And I was struggling to breathe, even just like a fast walk. And I would find that I was struggling to catch my breath. So I started to really work on my cardiovascular fitness, which is something that I would have done just as by default with my training before, whereas this time I had to really work on it. Um, And I managed to get it back up to a good level. Then I caught COVID again and it's dropped. And since I've kind of been working on trying to lift it again. Um, but I do think it definitely plays a big part on our with our lungs and our respiratory system. 
um, which makes it hard, obviously, if you are into running or any sort of sport, it definitely has negative side effects. So I think trying to keep on top of that cardiovascular health is super important. Okay, so it's a, sort of a fine line between like not pushing yourself too hard and slowly building it back up, would you say? Or I think so, yeah, because the thing is, if your body isn't able to, like for me, if I tried to go back in at the same level before I got COVID, what would have happened is I probably would have blown my hamstring or some muscle probably would have suffered because my body wasn't able to take the same level of strain. So I would have thought, okay, it's only two, three weeks since I had it. Now I feel fine again. Let's push it hard. And if you do that and your body's not ready, you could end up with some serious injuries that you end up having to deal with and end up with six months out of training. So I think you definitely have to ease yourself back in. Um, and again, it's, it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon in the, in the long term. So there's no rush with it. Okay. Okay. Um, now I'm just wondering, uh, we're at the time of the year when all the good intentions are fading, I think already, you know, like it's already three weeks into January. And if you hit it, what, what would you tell people if they're just like, uh, they're winding down like a energizer bunny, what would you say to like get them back up? <laughs> to get motivated. I think for me, honestly, with New Year's, I have this funny thing with like New Year's resolutions because the 31st of December and the 1st of January, nothing psychologically changes, okay? You wake up, it's a new day. I think people need to, again, get this adage because what happens is if you come out into the New Year and say, this year I'm going to change, think about last January, what happened? You said the same thing. And if, you, if you're back two years and you were saying the same thing, you need a new approach, you know? So I think people just need to treat it as a more long-term um, thing and set out solid goals for themselves, not on a yearly basis, even a five-year plan in terms of your fitness and your health and where you want to go, break it down and then enjoy the periods, you know, in between, whether it's weekly or monthly, you know, and then you won't get demotivated because you have that long-term goal and you break it down to enjoy the process, you know? So I think people say by... August this year, I'm going to lose 20 kilos. And a month into January, you might have got sick, had COVID, you feel demotivated. August becomes very far away. So unless you have a January 31st goal, you're going to get demotivated. And that's why I say the more yes kind of ticks you can hit on a daily basis, the more motivated you're going to be. So you came to, you were, I was reading your bio and you were sort of like gravitationally pulled to Dubai, it feels like. You were sort of like, <laughs> do you feel ever like Dubai was pulling you in? Because you were in oh, Ireland, you were in Ireland, what, five, six years ago? Yeah, so I came to Dubai August 2015. And it was funny because the year I moved here, I was working in a medical company back home in Ireland and I took a career break for a year. But before that, I came to Dubai three times on holidays in the same year to visit friends of mine from the same town at home. And they're both out here as singers. So when I was out here like the three times, I was like, every time I was a little bit more like, okay, I could see myself living here. And then I took the career break from work and I said, right, I'm going to give it one year. I'm going to go out, see how I get on. And I decided, because I had been studying fitness and, and doing some stuff online back home in Ireland, so I said, I'm going to come out to Dubai and give it a good try. I came out, I kind of probably went out too much, party too much, didn't focus on 
my actual goal because the same thing like I said to you there a while ago about having that goal I didn't have a goal I just wanted to come out see what it was like and have fun the end of the first year I basically spent nearly all my money went home and I decided to come back out and give it one last try with a very small amount of money but focused you know really give the fitness um, thing a try push the online platform work on the clients that I'm working with and forget about the party side of things. And I did that and things couldn't have got any better. It just everything seemed to fall into place. Um, with that mindset and with that positive attitude, it attracted a lot of big opportunities. I got to work with Adidas Runners, which was huge for me just from a confidence standpoint and obviously to get to know a lot of people in the fitness industry and to work with such a big brand. And to this day, I'm still working with Adidas. Um, which is obviously huge um, to work with a brand like that and to have that behind you as well. That's wow. That's something else. And you became a pretty big influencer as well. Like you're sort of like a fitness celebrity. How does that, <laughs> what's that feel like? <laughs> what's that um, responsibility like? Honestly, it wasn't really something that I ever even, it wasn't something I thought about when I came here first. And I, like I said, actually immersed myself in the fitness industry. There wasn't, a lot of people in Dubai in the fitness industry. And then obviously when you break it down smaller, there wasn't a lot of males in the fitness industry. And then when you break it down even smaller, then online as well, it wasn't really a big thing. So when I started doing like workout videos and it started to pick up a bit of traction and people started to show interest in it because it was very early stages, I think it, it grew quite quick in terms of the algorithms on Instagram weren't as as uh, strict as they are now. So it was easier to grow at that time. Um, and then obviously the opportunity working with different brands along the way helped build the profile here in the region. Um, but again, I didn't, I never actually fully focused on the social media side of things as in put all my eggs into that basket because I always knew that I wanted to do something from a community aspect, and especially after working with Adidas Runners, I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's basically a community of runners in Dubai, all very like-minded, that just want to come together, have fun, get fit, motivate each other, share stories. And it's when you're in that environment, it becomes um, almost like a drug. You want to keep going back. So I was like, okay, how do I recreate something like that with the strength aspect and funnily enough so me and tana set up star core and teamed up with the alley and now we have uh, one of the adidas runners coaches his name is brand south african guy really really um top guy uh, has a lot of experience he's now working with us at star core as well okay. um so it's, it's all still kind of linked in a way and again it's all just with that mindset of building a community of people that just want to help each other doesn't matter if you're a beginner, intermediate, or, or advanced. You know, you turn to the person beside you. If you need help, they're going to help motivate you and help get you on track. And again, that goes back to, like you said, someone that wants to get motivated three months or weeks into the year if they've fallen off track. Having a partner or having a group that you're part of will help you do that because if you fall off track and you're on your own, it's very hard to get re-motivated. If you have a coach or even better, a full community around you, they're going to motivate you because if you can't motivate yourself and you're beside these people, they're not going to let you get demotivated. And it'll be the same the other, other way around when they get demotivated and you're motivated, 
you're going to push them and excel them. So it just is a it's a great way to again ensure that everybody reaches their goals and stays on track all year round. Okay, community. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Uh, check out Starcore at the Alley DXB, and you can search for you online to find your own coaching. Um, yes. I found it easily. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> thank goodness you came out again. Thank goodness you gave it one less shot in Dubai. My goodness. I know. Yeah. No, it was great. And I'm very thankful for all the opportunities Dubai have given. I think Dubai is a great place if you're someone that, especially if you're new to an industry, because everybody came to Dubai, not everyone, most people came to Dubai from some part of the world on their own with some sort of vision or dream that you can speak to these people and easily get motivated and find help in everybody's different stories. You know, so it's easy to grow and, and create something here. And that's what's, what I love about it. I love that you say that because these are the arguments I have back in Canada. I'm like, you, your impression is wrong. Your impression <laughs> of UAE is all what you've read. It's a bunch of dreamers that come together and it's very inspiring. It really is, 100%. Yeah, I get choked up. Okay, thank you, Peter. I hope you have a great uh, rest of the day there. And um, thanks a lot. Good luck with everything. Same to you. And thanks for having me on. Well, when you come back to the to Abu Dhabi, you need to come join the session. I will. I will for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> okay. 100%. Thank you so much. <laughs>